Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched The Patient on FX on Hulu. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to talk about. I could be wrong, but after I watched this, I text you like, I have a feeling you're going to have a lot to say. Was I on point there or not? I think I'm going to have less to say than you think I am. Okay. But I think that's at least partially due to the fact that this episode was surprisingly short. It yes. wasn't even 22 minutes long. Right. I'm not sure it was even 20 minutes long. Right. Do you want to tell everybody what it's about? It's Steve Carell is a therapist whose wife died, presumably. Something. Not super close with his kids. Just kind of goes to work and does therapy things. And then... He finds himself kidnapped in a patient's basement, and that patient has revealed, spoiler, I guess, that's, that's all that happened. Like, I think that's why I'm not going to have a ton to talk about, is like, all that happened was he does some therapy, not super well, <laughs> gets kidnapped, and then finds out, oh, one of his patients is a murderer and is trying to avoid murdering again, so he wants him to therapize him at home. What'd you think? I didn't like it. Oh, no? No. And it's not because Steve Carell's character was a bad therapist. It's because... I, I The reason I picked the show for this week is I had heard that it was pretty good. Maybe even very good. I'm not sure. And looking into it and realizing, all right, Steve Carell, it's... I don't know how to pronounce it. Dom Hall Gleason. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. The serial killer in this show. Uh, both very good actors like this could be fucking great and i feel like both of them did a terrible job of acting in this show like so bad i don't understand it i know steve carell can act i know that other dude can act where did it go i suspect directing hmm. i liked it okay um here's what i'll say if you're gonna watch it binge watch it because i only watched the first episode and then went and mowed the lawn and then figured it out it was like well but i'll still probably watch it figured what out uh just like some of the hints they drop like uh you're the third jewish doctor that uh, i've gone to i'm really mad at my dad my dad was really abusive his dad was obviously a jewish therapist okay i've been dealing with this guy that i've been wanting to murder uh, for the past few months, obviously Steve Carell's character. And I would not have gotten any... I could be wrong. I think that that's right. I think you're drawing some some lines that I do not think, I think line I, up. I think I'm right. Like, if I would have binge watched it, I wouldn't have thought thought this through. But I think the guy he's referring to that, he want, that he's been dealing, or dealing with for months that he wants to murder is Steve Carell's character. And it's because Steve Carell's character reminds him of his dad. That could be. I think it could be just as possible that it turns out he works at that same shop that his son works at, that Steve Carell's son works at, and there's something going on there that he wants to murder him. I, I just, why go through the pretense, or is this just going to be a show where it's therapize me good or else I'll kill you, yeah. which is, we're already, like, I don't think that the idea that he wants to kill that guy kill steve carell's character is any different than just saying i am gonna murder murder you unless you fix me 
You know what I mean? Like, just say that then. If that's the twist, that's fucking stupid. It's it's beyond stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the rest of it and I'll let you know if that was the twist. I'm just gonna look it up. I'm not gonna tell you, but I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. I don't, I don't even care. You know what? Honestly, the show may not have all of its episodes out. Yeah, it doesn't have all of its episodes out, so I can't even do that. Okay. But anyway, I liked it, and it made me think FX on Hulu has been pretty good for us. I, I, In general, I like FX shows. The only reason we've steered away from it in the past is even now, like when I pulled up this show today to watch it, I had to sit and stare at it for a while. I'm like, is this actually FX on Hulu? Because it just says FX. But then over in a completely separate corner, it says Hulu original. What the fuck is it? We're leaning into it. It's a Hulu original and we're going to do an FX on Hulu month. Okay. Are there more? I don't know. We've watched the bear in this and we've watched something else. Oh, the, uh, no, I was going to start naming Paramount plus shows, but shit. We are. Yeah. We did already watch one a while back besides the bear. Uh huh. What was a it? A while back. Why the last man? Oh, and that one was supposed to be pretty good too. And it turned out not to be in the canceled. <laughs> There's not that many. The only other one that we haven't watched that I, that I recognize but I do want to watch is Reservation Dogs. Oh, I've watched a few episodes of Reservation Dogs, but I it was a while ago, uh, so it'd be worth us doing. Okay. Because that one's supposed to be really good, too. There's also a BJ Novak show called The Premise. Okay, yeah, let's do that one. But let's do a little effects on Hulu Month. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to tie myself down to a month. The last time we tied ourselves down to a month, it was uh, hell. Let's keep doing FX on Hulu shows up to four times, but if it gets tedious, stop. Because right in, for you, it's batting a thousand. For me, it's batting thirty three percent. Because I didn't particularly like Why the Last Man. I th- I seem to recall you liking it. Yeah, I cl- I clearly didn't because I didn't watch any more of it. I think it's a very interesting premise that I don't know they did a super great job of. Um, I definitely didn't like this show, but I really like The Bear, which we haven't finished yet. But oh yeah. All right. Okay. Here's my first note. Okay. When he wakes up at the beginning, mm-hmm. they do the the what several months ago thing. They don't they don't do the title, but they do it, and I was like, eh. as as soon, as soon as he woke up there, I wrote down Michael's gonna hate this part <laughs> because I knew it was coming. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just tell me the story. I, I I trust you that there's gonna be something. Just tell me the story. Um, I thought it was fine here, if only because that first bit was limited in time. Like it yeah. was just a quick thirty seconds. It was to be like, wait, what the fuck? And then we yeah. get a little bit of the lead in. I didn't mind it so much. Um, my first note is about that scene, though. Uh-huh. He wakes up uh-huh. in an unfamiliar place. Uh-huh. He gets out of bed, starts walking to the door. <laughs> reaches the end of the chain around his ankle and then it's like oh wait there's a chain on my ankle and then his next move (laughs) is to move very quickly in the other direction just to see if he like is sure how long this chain is because he moves way too fast he knows there's a chain around his ankle and he's fucking it's almost like he's sprinting i half expected his ankle to snap if this had been an hbo show he would have snapped his ankle (laughs) and i'm saying in what world do you wake up in a strange bed 
and not notice a chain around your ankle, at least while you're getting out of bed. I'll oh. grant that while you're still laying in bed and still waking up and a little groggy, you might not notice. But as you're getting out, at the very least, you, at the very least, you'd hear it. <laughs> Like clanking around and shit, and it was a cold metal shackle around his yes. ankle. Yeah, no, it's the first thing I wrote as well. It was uh, dumb. It started things off on a dumb note. My actual very first note was that Steve Carell deserves to be, it deserves to get acting roles, and uh, then uh, sub point of that was. Why did they keep going with the office when he left? They should have just ended it. Even though, even though I'm one of the, I'm in the minority of people that like really enjoyed Robert California in the office, James Spader's character. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that, but just end it when Steve Carell leaves. He was that show. Just end it. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this again when they inevitably do a peacock reboot of that show which they absolutely of will the do. office yeah they, they can they absolutely it is just a matter of time they can't it is just a matter of that time. that show's got to be untouchable dude dude we literally just got finished talking or not just finished talking about it we've literally watched a reboot of saved by the bell they're just gonna do the office again like uh, they might they might not do a remake of The Office. I could do them doing, like, The Warehouse and doing, like, a show set in The Warehouse. I think before they ever do that, they will do a reboot. Reboot or just a soft reset of The Office where it's just, like, ah, 15 years later now. <laughs> just get Rain Wilson and... Get, I mean, get everybody. Half the actors on that show, all they can do anymore is just talk about The Office on their podcasts. Yeah, yeah. they could get everybody back except John Krasinski and uh, Ed Helms. And they could probably get Ed Helms. They could probably get John Krasinski to come in for one episode and then have him get hit by a truck or something. Yeah, he he seems like he's not shying away from his role as Jim. He, he'd probably lean into that shit. I got one more note, then I'll let you do one. Because this is something that you might... This is a genuine question, and you probably have the answer. What is psychotherapy? It's just therapy. Why is it called psychotherapy? Because phrasing. It makes it sound better? Well, no, because they had to differentiate between all the other different types of therapy that uh, came up, like occupational therapy and recreational therapy. And You know what I mean? Like, there's just a whole fucking host of therapy. I I don't understand the difference. it's recreational the therapy like art therapy sort it of could be but i i don't even like that that was a bad example but occupational therapy is not mental health, health therapy in the slightest it's a phys- physical therapy like all these things uh, i think it just was a another way oh okay so psychotherapy means like brain therapy like yeah, when you think it's of mental, like mental health therapy got it yeah. okay that that explains it for me all right what do you got this is going to boil down to why i hated him his Steve Carell's acting in the show, which is that it seemed like his impression of a therapist seems to just be whispering. He just, that's all he did in the show was do a lot of, let's talk about that. Yeah. He doesn't seem very engaged with his patients, which I think is a choice. I, I think, uh, when what's what a gene is what we think the character's name is, but then it turns out it's what Sam. Yeah. Sam, at one point, like when he's first meeting him, he brings up that he's read his book. I think that was supposed to be a glimpse of his character and why he's a little disengaged is I think he's a little full of himself um, because he he definitely got a, a kick out of his patient having read his book. 
I, not that that's a bad thing. We've all got egos. I just, yeah, I don't know. It it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. He seemed really ham-fisted as a therapist. Just a lot of let's beat you over the head with, you're not opening up to me, open up to me. Not a great tactic. I was going to ask you about some of those tactics. It's not a great tactic. Uh, it de- it did remind me, though, it's something I haven't thought about in years, probably because I've repressed it so hard. Uh, when I first was uh, getting my degree in, in, to be a therapist, the first year that we actually started doing therapy, like mid-school, it was a practical experience or whatever, I was on a substance abuse team where we were primarily focused on people that had substance abuse issues because that was my interest. And... Him, like, ham-handedly, like, beating this guy over the head with, you're not opening up to me, open up to me, this isn't going to work if you don't open up to me, reminded me so hard of what was my most colossal failure as a therapist, which was I had been meeting with a client for probably six or seven sessions at that point in time. What's their full name? Absolutely not. (laughs) Because I don't remember. And that's the only reason why. (laughs) Um, And... We were talking about substance abuse issues. They were talking. I, I don't remember what in particular. It was painkillers. I think that they were addicted to, or at least trying to uh, stop. Um, and ostensibly, in meeting with them, one of the requirements, more or less, was that you had to be willing to stop. Otherwise, what's the point of being in this student-run clinic? Like, I think that there's. It was a whole other can of worms if you didn't want to stop. But I remember being six sessions in, and a client telling me. Uh, finally opening up to me and saying, actually, um, I've been lying for the last six sessions. Uh, I have been using this whole time. I've actually been high in most of our sessions on painkillers. And my response to that was not great. <laughs> it was as every bit as ham-fisted as his, which was like, if it was, it was just like parental and well, this is never going to work if you do it this way and all that sort of shit. And I just remember, uh, thinking I, I think about that once a year or so and just cringe at how bad that was because she never came back she was gone oh. after that gone to the wind um oh, dude i hope she's okay i hope she there there are that's one thing i wish i was had a better memory of are people's names because there are a few throughout my time as a student therapist that i really want to look up and see because there are a few where yeah i, I just i don't know if they're going to make it yeah, that so that's one of the things that I actually thought about during this show is like you like being a therapist has got to be hard. You got to take your you probably people probably take their work home with them all the time. They're thinking about these people day and night. Like if if especially people that are like in serious danger or stuff and then like uh if you quote unquote mess up and then they uh, hurt themselves or somebody else or something like that it's got to be a lot of guilt there even though probably not really your fault but that doesn't matter it doesn't matter always depending on how things went down and whether or not you took the appropriate like the right. truly the appropriate steps to make sure that they were safe and that sort of thing uh the the one that i think of most often and really wish i could remember their name and enough details to look them up is the only person i ever had to hospitalize because of suicidal stuff yeah um but that one that situation messed me up for a year in terms of great client i think i had a great relationship with them but it was something where i you know yeah i did go home and think about it a lot and i did go home and and 
wonder, especially because throughout the course of the year I was working at uh, working at this facility, they would come for seven, eight sessions. And we'd, we'd make some progress and then they would just stop showing up for seven or eight weeks. And they'd suddenly pop back in my office when things had melted down further. And it was just this. So it was just a constant cycle of I was either actively doing therapy with them or spending the next seven weeks wondering, gosh, I hope they're OK, but I don't have enough to go on to be like, we need to go do a wellness check on them. Right. Um, because people have agency. Like if they don't want to come back, they don't have to come back. So here's another note that feeds into my um, theory about him wanting to kill Steve Carell's character is there uh, when they're doing the therapy at his, in his office and he's wearing the sunglasses. He's like, I have a sensitivity to light. He goes, did you see a doctor? And he says, I saw two doctors. Both those doctors were also Jewish and he also killed both those doctors. <laughs> Yeah, I I do believe he's killed those doctors. I don't know if if the big if that's the big twist. I I yeah, I'm bored, is. I'm he, bored by it. He's a serial killer that's killing Jewish doctors that remind him of his dad and he wants to stop. Do you think he's his previous doctors were that he's referenced were therapists or do you think it was like an eye doctor that didn't help him so he's got to kill him? I'm thinking that okay. uh I found it looking through my notes. I don't have many notes. This wasn't a terribly long episode, but looking through my notes, the, the part that I got really stuck on when Sam, yeah, Sam's character is finally like opening up about the fact that he wants to murder people, or whatever. He's, what he exactly says is, I have a compulsion to kill people. And Steve Carell's character says, a compulsion. And it's just, to me, that's the weird part of that sentence to focus on. Like, a compulsion? What is that? Or not even a, like, a compulsion. Oh gosh, that's serious. No, the kill people part is very serious, especially considering you're locked up in his fucking basement. How much of a doctor patient relationship is there still in this situation or are all the roles out the window? Zero. Yeah. It's gone. It's yeah. absolutely gone. He's like absolutely like lying to this guy about like, I think like, cause he says like, oh, I don't have to turn you in unless you say you're going to commit another crime. That's a lie, right? Not entirely. What? Correct. Uh, it, our, our duty, and it depends on the state. I don't know about the state of Iowa because I've never practiced here, but our duty to report that stuff isn't that, like, if the crime's already been committed in the past, like, before I was seeing this patient, for example, if I don't believe that this is going to happen again, there's not necessarily a duty for me to speak up. So Jeffrey Dahmer comes into your office and tells you all the shit he's doing, but he's going to stop. You don't have to turn him in. So, so this is this is where it the it's the uh, the ethics are written in a way at at least ten fifteen years ago, the last time I remember, to be a little fuzzy because. This patient saying, I have a compulsion to kill people, he has attempted to kill, or he has killed multiple other people, I personally be believe there is enough harm, or potential for harm for him to report this and get this guy committed and or arrested. But he doesn't necessarily have to give the details about... Jeffrey Dahmer comes in after having killed 15 people, or whatever it is, and wants to start therapy with me. 15 people isn't some small amount of people. I have every reason to believe he's going to do this again. I'm going to report this. Okay. So it's 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 about the potential for future harm. Past harm, 
I, I, me reporting it, I can't do anything about the past harm that's been committed. So there is, but there is still an expectation of confidentiality. Okay, so this brings in like the Sopranos, because Melfi straight up tells him in their first session, because she knows, you know, but not confirmed. Straight up tells him, if you tell me about things like you know committing the crimes you've committed or hurting people that you've done in the past i'm obligated to turn you in so she likes tells him that to avoid that happening um explicitly but that's not necessarily the case it's it's less cut and dry than that yeah. i think that most therapists would speak up and, and say something again especially if they believe there is potential for future harm and i think that that was her way of she wasn't a great therapist for a lot of reasons. She's what I think I've talked about in the show. The study that I took part in or that I was a researcher for when I was an undergrad was all about media's portrayals of psychologists. And she was one of them that we were looking at. And she was one of them that it was just like, this is shitty. This is shitty. This is very shitty for that reason, because the, the boundary between her and the client was just way too fuzzy at times. And her opening up with that all but... Uh, guarantees she's flat out saying i know what you do don't tell me about it yeah that's exactly At which point what are we doing in therapy like truly what are we doing oh okay here's another thing so he rubs toothpaste on the bottom of his feet then he makes hot tea pulls the hot tea bag out of the out of the water and then with his bare fingers just crushes the tea, hot tea bag full of hot water into the thing what who does that? You take a spoon and you wrap it around the spoon and you go, <laughs> you don't crush it with your fingers. You're going to burn your fingers. He has to have some pretty big calluses by now. Um, part of therapist training is holding your hand over an open flame to <laughs> both get rid of your fingerprints and also make it so that you can't feel uh, temperature in your fingertips anymore. So it doesn't matter. Your fingerprints. Watch, so watch me now. Whoa. See, yeah see yeah it's fine i was wondering why you brought that fire pit with you <laughs> yes <laughs> and why it's been like going this whole time another thing is so that when the gangster that you're giving therapy to like kidnaps you and makes you start committing crimes you already don't have fingerprints right yeah. precisely I'm, i feel like i'm dominating the notes what do you got i don't i i mean what i said i've gone through my notes a lot of uh, i don't have many notes that's it and it's just a bit of remember this there, there was very little we ran through everything that happened in this episode oh in terms of plot what about when he uh makes the tea and then he puts milk in it but he doesn't realize that there's no milk in the carton how do you how do you know how do you not know there's only a drop of milk left in the carton <laughs> with the, the last wanna, time he used the milk you want to know the gross answer <laughs> He, it, it weighed like it had milk in it because the milk in the bottom was solid. Uh-oh. And all that came out was just a drop of rotten milk. <laughs> okay. That's not what seemed to have happened. It's not what happened. There's a, I, That scene amongst a number of others just solidifies for me that I don't... The problem so much wasn't Steve Carell or Mr. Gleason, because I don't know how to pronounce his first name... Uh, it, I think it was the writing. I just think I think this was an interesting premise that I wanted to be interested in. I think it I think it done fucked up. You're not talking me out of it. I'll report back how the next few episodes are. Okay, you do that thing. 
Do you want to write an episode two? Because I got a pretty good idea. Fire away. Okay. Here's the premise of my episode two. Turns out that Dr. Strauss is really into escape rooms. Mm-hmm. And all of this was an elaborate thing that his kids bought him for his birthday, where like an actor pretended to be a patient for months and months and months and then kidnap him so that he can like get out of the escape room. And then we spend several episodes of him not realizing that it's an escape room. So the actor's just like trying to drop bigger and bigger hints on like while also but talking over an intercom like you do in yeah and like you can ask me for three hints and uh like and And the things to get out of his uh chains are like really like goofy puzzles like pegboard puzzles and shit like that that have nothing to do with being a therapist he keeps doing yeah and he keeps doing like yeah so i think that you get the picture and like nodding at a picture like <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. that was my idea yeah i i think that's a good idea i'm just trying to think how to stretch that over a 10 episode season well this is just episode two no i get that but pacing wise i need to understand is is he going to struggle with the fact that this is an escape room for 10 episodes oh no okay you so- know what i mean or does he figure this out after episode two and then where do we go from there? I think this is going to be one of those instances where we have to do a little bit more than episode two if we're going to do this arc. Okay, yeah. So it takes him most of the second episode to realize it's an escape room. Okay. By the end of the episode, he's out of the escape room. The next seven episodes are a courtroom drama of him suing his children <laughs> because they went way too far. <laughs> I I think that would be uh, a bit of a what's the word I'm looking for? It we'd be letting viewers down if that were the case. I think so. Episode one is everything that we've talked about. Episode two is he finds out this is an escape room. Episode three is him suing his children. Episode four turns out that courtroom just a bigger escape room. <laughs> And now he's got his kids in an escape room. <laughs> no, no, I mean, sure. Yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, like, like it's like, it's like a month-long trial, and then the judge is, like, going to do his ruling, and his ruling is like, oh, what's something, what's something ominous and cool? What's some, something cool shit the judge can say to, like, let the kids know that, like, you're in an escape room. Like, my ruling is, you gotta try to get out of here now. <laughs> and he bangs the gavel. When he bangs the gavel and hits the the gavel thing, it, like, lowers down into the desk. <laughs> and, like, like, <laughs> like uh, uh, steel um, blockers go over the doors and the windows. I think you're we're illustrating right now... Uh, maybe why shows don't write on the fly like we're writing <laughs> because my ruling is you gotta escape out of here now is not the badass phrase I think you thought it was <laughs> no it is <laughs> I didn't particularly think it was it's just a placeholder for something else oh oh call out Mark think of some cool shit that the judge can <laughs> okay. say Ian, think of some cool shit. Nick, 
Nicole, those are the only four people I'm pretty sure are going to hear this. And even then, they're not going to hear it. Some of those I'm not sure are going to hear right away because I'm not sure they're keeping up week to week. <laughs> okay. But if you can think of some cool shit that the judge says, let us know. Let us know. Here's the biggest twist of them all, though. And we don't find this out until episode 10. And really, it's only after a little bit of introspection as the viewer. Turns out that the title, The Patient, was referring to the viewer the whole time. <laughs> And now not, you're not because, in this not, <laughs> <laughs> the credits start rolling, and then your windows start. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is a multimedia interactive experience, <laughs> FX on Hulu on your home. <laughs> Oh. Get at us, FX. <laughs> Different escape room idea along these same lines. Uh, make somebody think that they died and went to hell. And it turns out it was just an escape room. All all of these escape room ideas, by the way, TM, 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 TM. Yeah. <laughs> because they're all very... Ex- extremely doable. <laughs> Not at all impractical. <laughs> Or immoral. Or immoral or, or likely to get us sued <laughs> yeah. and or arrested. Yeah. We have nailed this. You know what? I'm going to say people can have that one. You know what, podcast listeners? Check your windows right now. <laughs> and this is where you splice in like lockdown music or not like lockdown sound effects. Like ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Oh, I can do that. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll put it in right here. Well, no, no, no. Wait, I think it loses some impact. You can keep all this conversation afterwards, um, but it loses some impact if we're doing it right here, for example. Chunk. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Uh, oh, well, got anything else? Nothing comes to mind. Wrap it up? Might as well. Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. That's spelled out O-N-E. Or follow us on Twitter at podcast episode one. That's the number one. If you like the show, leave a rating or review or go to your local Apple store and just like shout at all the iPads to do the work for you. Last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of our theme song.